Welcome to Dom and Dragons, a Goats and Dragons campaign featuring Dominic Monahan. Please be warned, this podcast contains adult situations and language that may not be suitable for children. In fact, we try our best to be unsuitable for people of all ages. Happy Holidays. Welcome back to Burden, a muddy spot under the boot of the Gohomian army. If you have a sword, you best know when to draw it. If you have money, you've probably left. And if there's someone you trust in this forgotten place, you hold on to them. We're all just trying to make it here, and maybe we ain't looking too close about what you gotta do to be good in a place like Burden. We're back. We got some fluids. I got alcohol. I don't know about the rest of them, but and I finished it already. So <laughs> nice. Yeah, nice. Yeah. That's how you do it. Uh, and we're gonna get back into Dungeons and Dragons here. Um, so we just left off with uh, Elif and Connie uh, fighting their way out uh, of of uh, a, a pretty dire situation there with a, a statue that seemed to be coming to life. Uh, underneath the, the city of Burden, um, found some help uh, from some drider slash spider friends, um, and were uh, able to make it out of there okay with uh, with the kegs of of alchemist fire. So let's transport back to Cryon and Mekek. And Cryon and Mekek, um, you uh, have just beaten uh your foes you are staring at these two beautiful griffins um in front of you even in the moonlight um of the evening you can see beautiful brown and white feathers uh, on these creatures they're they're very large they're slightly bigger than a horse um their wingspan encompasses several horses um and they uh seem to be very grateful for setting at least one of them free and than the other one um, sort of tagging along. Uh, Kalia has already gone up to them and started kind of petting them and stroking them a bit. Uh, but what is it that you two would like to do? Well, at least the other two won't have had something so eventful and harrowing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you want to try to fly by the mountain and take a look? I think that makes sense now that they now that they seem to be on our side. I mean, couldn't hurt, right? A little bit more information, a little bit more intel. With what I know about uh, griffins, Andy, do I think mm-hmm. that speak with animals would affect them? Since they apparently are just around burden. Um. Yeah, you think that it could? Certainly. So I probably would have been casting that as a ritual, and I don't know how long we're cutting this as from the end of combat. Sure. So. Yeah, it can be about ten minutes. Yeah. Okay. So I'll sort of like, if if it's been about ten minutes, look at them like, hello. Hi. <laughs> I instantly regret this. <laughs> What's your name? I'm McKeck Tumbledown of Tumbledown's Flower Crowns. Oh, that's funny. My name's McKeck. <laughs> no, it's not. Elif, you're not there. If I said <laughs> my name was Elif Fire of property damage, what would your name oh, be? Oh, that's funny. My name's Elif Fire. Fair enough. Maybe these, maybe these guys are a little bit like parrots. 
Or minor birds, you know, mimicking and stuff. So, we were hoping we might get some help from you in terms of uh, flying. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) That's all they do. Ah! Do we know what griffins eat? Yeah, you can give me a nature check. It's not a crit, but it's a 19 and a 20, which proves that coming right back from break, yes, uh, yes. it does reset back Dom's in the game, early you guys. <laughs> 19, yeah. Uh, yeah, with a 19, you, yeah, definitely. Uh, they, they tend to eat bats. Uh, they tend to eat uh, larger rodents. Um uh there is uh the fire uh there was kind of a large chicken being cooked um over the the fire at the camp site uh and that's that's kind of still on the spit mckeck who is uh generally not particularly squeamish when it comes to animals having been raised around kalia is going to um walk over and uh scoop up sort of a handful of the drow <laughs> you okay. want They'll come over and kind of, like, sniff it. <laughs> and then they'll just chomp on that a bit. The you arm. have to kind of remove your hand very quickly. I was going to say, the arm holding it has now withdrawn into the shell. Okay. Yeah. We're just going to, yeah, feel free to help yourselves to him. You know, I always had this idea of griffins as majestic creatures. Yeah, sure. Uh, if you want more of that, you can tune into tier campaigns, where they will be. How do we, uh, how do we get so these guys off the ground? Do you think it would be possible for you to carry my friend and I, and more specifically, uh, eventually a couple more of our friends up to that, pointing at the floating mountain, uh, that will be in a little bit right now, this friend... Would also like to go take a quick look at that, but then come back. Ah, yeah. I've never seen it. I'd love to look at it, too. And then it'll kind of go over to you, Cryon, and sort of nudge you a bit. Uh, And if you'd like to, you could probably hop on its back. I would be delighted. They seem extremely intelligent, noble creatures. I'm sure they will carry you majestically. Meanwhile, Bikek is looking at Kalia. What the shit, shit, Kalia? The The other one comes over to you, Mikek, then, uh, and kind of bows low. Yes, I'm afraid that my friend is a little odd. And if I could be of any service, please do not hesitate to ask. Thank you. This is a great relief, given the role that you all are likely to play in our plan to get up there, that you will not deposit us on the top of a random mountain, or in a valley. I was growing concerned. Might I offer you coupons for Tumbledown's Flower Crown's veterinary services? (laughs) Quite, yes. That would be most appreciated. It's gonna, like, tuck them in sort of behind, like, the feathers. (laughs) Just to check, it's only... It's only Macaque that can directly communicate with, yeah, with yeah. the Griffins. Once we take off, I just hear screeches and stuff like that. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Roger that. Yep. The one, um, the one sort of looks at you and says, uh, "What's the name of the one up there?" And he kind of motions to Cryon on his back. That would be Cryon Fane. Oh, that's funny. My name is Cryon Fane, and he starts jumping and flying now. Uh, off and Cryon, let's go ahead and have you roll a uh, yeah. animal handling check. And let me get that. Well, to you. Yes, thank you. Why doesn't the Griffin roll a halfling handling check? <laughs> also, Mikek is just going to look at the one who seems quite well spoken. <laughs> have I just made a terrible mistake regarding my friend's life? I mean, life? I wouldn't have it, but he's a he's a sweet boy. He'll be your friend. Will be fine. What, did he just refer to the bird as, with a name? Uh, a sweet boy. He's uh, a sweet boy. Yeah. He's a sweet boy. It's a Sri Lankan name. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, so, an eight on animal handling. So, Cryon, 
Uh, you're just sort of holding on tight, uh, just digging your hands into the feathers, just holding on as very quickly you have ascended into the air. Um, it's been, again, a cloudy night. There are uh, no real fires on the ground, so you almost lose your orientation very quickly. You can't even tell if you're upside down or if you're right side up at this point. Uh, you then just feel yourself going higher and higher and higher, and you just barely open your eyes to look around. You see yourself now covered in a thick fog all around you, and you kind of take a breath, and it's it's moist air, and then immediately you come above the clouds onto this moonlit the plane of, of sort of clouds ahead of you. You kind of look back, you see nothing in the distance, but the moonlight is certainly highlighting a very large mountain peak up ahead. You do seem to have some control over this bird creature, but not a ton right now. Uh, what is it you'd like to try to do? Well, I think... I think the first thing Crane will do is just just try and speak to to get our Griffiny friend to maybe get a little closer. Not sure how easy that will be. Okay. Um, what is that? Ed? Is there an animal communication type thing? Uh, yeah, I think we'll try animal handling again. And failing well, that, uh, I wonder if maybe to... like a horse, he can kind of you know. Try yeah. It. A four. So you oh. have a four there. And so the four, it definitely doesn't seem to be paying much attention to you at all. As you're trying to talk to it, you're like, okay, let's get over by the the mountain. It, it just seems to be squawking all like just over you, so you can't even hear you, basically. Um it uh it then turns left very quickly uh and starts chasing a bat. Uh, and it dives immediately, and I need then a dexterity saving throw to hold on. Oh, oh goodness, this is going to be fun. So let's go ahead and roll that. Thirteen. Yeah, good. So you're able to just hold on as this thing now swoops and dives. Um, it catches a bat, and there's a bit of juice that kind of hits your face as you're just holding on to these feathers. You're having very little time controlling this thing, but it does seem to then casually be making its way over to the mountain because that seemed to be the last thing McKeck asked it. Can I um, can I try an experiment with a little like you would do with a horse? Kind of lean on its it. left wing yeah. to go left, lean on its right wing to go right, pull back on its feathers to go okay. up. Sure, you've tried talking to it. You've tried yeah, just kind of using its feathers as reins. That those haven't worked so far. So let's try, let's try this. A 20, there it is. All right, so you are then, you're starting to now figure out these animals. It, you can't control them. You can only kind of lean on them to suggest a direction, if that makes sense. Mm. And as they're then kind of gliding through and you're shifting your body weight back and forth, now you're starting to get the hang of it, crap. You're now realizing what it's gonna take to, to gently lead and suggest to these animals where to go. Uh, and at this point, yeah, you're sort of now diving in and out of the clouds. Uh, if this was water, you would look like a dolphin, basically coming up, checking, looking around, to go dipping back into fog. And you're making your way much closer to this mountain. So what is it then that you're wanting to look for specifically around this thing? <clears throat> As you're getting closer, you can see fire lights um, kind of dotting the mountainside as if there are small encampments. Um, you also could kind of go uh, underneath a little bit uh, into the cloud cover to try to look for, like, caves or entrances kind of underneath the, the kind of lip mantle of the the wide brim of the mountain itself. Hmm. Um Where's where's McKeck? Where's my partner in crime? Is he is nearby? Is he no. McKeck? Have you gone up to follow? <laughs> no, no. Okay, yeah, yeah. I think no. you, McKeck and Kali, are trying me. to head back. 
probably to, to town. Uh, and Mekek, why don't you give me an animal handling then as well? Or, or would you rather have Kalia? I mean, I'd probably also just be talking to my griffin. I'd also be asking him or them if they have a name. Oh, yes, dear boy. Yes, yes. Uh, they call me Fames. It's a pleasure to meet you, Fames. Perhaps we can head back to the city and uh, your friend will hopefully bring my friend back there at not terminal velocity. <laughs> that would be uh, lucky. <laughs> okay, so we had a conversation about this earlier and you seemed to suggest that you thought it was going to go well. Yes, I'm sure it's fine. No no need to worry, old chap. You're fine. He's fine. Everyone will be just peachy keen. <laughs> Andy, you're the worst. <laughs> uh, so, Cryon, yeah, you kind of look around. You just don't see Mikak or Kalia. Okay, he's on his own. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. He, li- he likes it that way. Um, I mean... It's it's kind of a recon check, right? It's just a kind of a sortie of sorts. Yeah. And, I, and I think, uh, if I was correct, the thing we talked about last time was actually partially around the fact that Mekek and Connie are both very sort of large creatures on the back of a griffin. So you were going to be looking for, is there a way to sneak in? Is there, like, that was sort of what was at the top of your mind. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you, you did say that there was potentially kind of entrances to tunnels and things like that is that is that what Maybe, you see yeah. from a distance caves cave entrances and stuff like that right it's kind of it's it's hard especially at the in the moonlight to see from a distance but you can get much closer um oh let's and, certainly get much closer i just don't, yeah. don't want to get this, especially if you're if you go into the cloud cover you might be able to see kind of what's underneath the mountain uh, a little bit cool yeah let's um, let's get closer uh, all right, so you uh, dive into the clouds. Um, you're coming up on the mountain itself. You, as you dip down even below them, the kind of uh, overcast clouds, they're just kind of creating a wall uh, of fog up here. You now have gotten closer, much closer to this place. You can see several things. One, you see on the ground um, fires and torches. Uh, surrounding the elk. Um, You also are able to kind of dip and dive in between the ropes that seem to go up entirely uh, into the mountain itself that are tied to the antlers of these elk on the ground. Um, As you get up closer to those, you see that, uh, that about five of those ropes each are tied to a, a, a large metal kind of circular hook and that those are driven deep into the rock of, of the bottom of the mountain itself. So those seem to be anchor points, which which then the elk are using to pull this mountain along. Off the backside of the mountain, then, uh, there's a waterfall that you see going down into the, into the clouds itself, and then just kind of coming out the other end of the clouds is rain at that point. Um, as you get closer to the waterfall, you do see that it's it's a fairly large cave that that water is pouring out of. And that is on the underside of the mountain as well. So you, you think at least you would be hidden from whoever's on top of the mountain. Um, so that's a possibility too. Um, a little bit of insight, but I can't get too much closer to the entrance to that cave. You can, yeah, if you want to, yep. You can get, you can definitely get closer. Um, yeah, I'd like to come back with kind of a, I don't know, a potential starting off plan of sorts, you know, a place to start to see. So yeah. let's let's see if I can get a little closer. All right, um, let's try an animal handling check to see how uh, how well you can kind of guide this bird creature in. A nine. A nine's decent. Uh, it's, it's not hard. Now that you've sort of managed to figure out how to steer this creature, um, you don't think... Yeah, yeah. So you're able to basically kind of land uh, on on one of the sides 
of that massive cave where the waterfall is coming out of. Um, you do that, you sort of crumble a few rocks, uh, making a bunch of noise as you're doing that. Um, but you do discover that there's kind of, there's a path along the side of the now river that is coming out of the mountain, uh, out, out from the heart of the mountain itself. Uh, and that path is large and wide enough, about 10 feet across. Um, so you could even walk your griffin up that path a little bit longer if you want to see kind of what's further in the cave. Yeah, let's uh, let's push our luck a little bit. All right. Do you, uh, do you stay on the griffin, or would you like to kind of get off and sneak? Uh, well, are they are they loud? Are they kind of are they a little bit? Yeah. Yeah, this one has claws and talons that are, like, scraping against the rock. Um, if you were listening for something, you probably would hear it. Um, but you don't okay. even know if there's guards down here at all or anything like that, so... I'll definitely jump up as long as in the jumping off landing process it's not... That's not loud. That's not too loud in itself. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah, let's... Let's then give you a, a stealth check. 18. Nice. All right. Yeah, with an 18, you sort of land uh, deftly, quietly. Uh, the rushing water, there's no way they can hear you over this. Um, and as the water spills out over the edge uh, of the cliff that you're you're on and you're going further into that cave, you feel like you hear maybe music, then a few notes kind of bouncing off of the walls of this cave up ahead. And as you kind of then turn turn just a little bit of a corner because you're on the right side of this cave and, and there, the cave itself then splits off to the right, um, you can tell that there must be some sort of metal ore along the sides of these caves because something much further in is now glinting and bouncing light off of all of this ore. And it's becoming sparkly and beautiful as you see it. But this definitely seems to be an entrance to get onto the mountain, at least. You're not sure where it goes exactly yet. Would you like to continue, or...? You're moving away from the river if you go into that cave area. You mean away from the safety of the river? Is that what you Uh, Safety as in it's making a lot of noise, and so it's easier to sneak. Yeah. I mean, if we we all come back in, there's going to be way more of us making way more noise, and at some point we have to turn down away from the river. Maybe it's maybe it's a good idea for one of us to to have a look. I'll, I'll push my luck a little further and maybe see if I can turn that corner just All right. just to get uh, possibly the last recon before I head out. Let's do it. Uh, so, we'll do one more stealth check. How are we doing? How are we doing? 16. All right. Whew. All right, Cryon, with a 16, you're quietly now... Um, you're, you're not getting into a space where the griffin probably can't follow you, um, but it seems very okay waiting at the mouth of this cave um so if you're able to if you're okay leaving him behind for a little bit you can go in um pretty sneakily further in sure okay so you then sneak on in um the the rock here uh is again glinting uh it's some sort of obsidian and and uh, kind of a silvery ore it seems to be like all around you and as you get further and further in, you now hear where that music is coming from. There's a chant, it seems, that is coming from further up in through this cave. And as you continue in, you come to an uh, the the exit of the cave that you're in, which is a sheer drop of about twenty feet into a circular room in the middle of which is a very large white crystal that is pulsing 
with blue and white energy. And then you see who's chanting around it. For perspective, please remember that you're only like three feet tall. Sure. These things that are walking around it are about 30, 40 feet tall. They go not only up past where you are, like you're 20 feet probably off the ground now at the top of this cave that drops 20 feet. They're standing on that. You're about at their belly button and then another 20 feet up. Then you see the the heads of these creatures who are very slowly and methodically almost almost dancing as they move around. Um, if anyone's ever seen, like, no theater in, in Japan, it's a very, like, calculated, flowing kind of movement as they walk around. And their voices are now booming in this cave. It seems almost as if the chant is is, is uh, echoing 30 times what it should as it bounces off the walls in this high place. You don't right now. You can't tell if they're like worshiping this thing, if they're activating this crystal. You're not exactly sure what's going on, um, but it does appear that somehow stone giants are involved here. Okay, I think I'm not gonna I'm not gonna push my luck anymore without going back to the party. And uh, all right, tell them tell them what I've seen. So I, th- I think I'm gonna I'm gonna head back out and see if I can head back out. locate my Griffin friend. All right, let's give one more stealth check. A twenty-two, very nice. Yeah, they seemed really preoccupied with whatever ritual that they're performing, and you're able to bounce out of there very quietly. You feel like you've left no mark. Um, and you get back, your griffin friend is, is still waiting. Uh, and if you'd like, you can hop out of here and try to head back home. Yep, yeah, let's do that. I'm going right. to cut my losses at this point. I, okay. I think I have enough information to, uh, to impart to the group. All right. So uh, you step out, uh, get back onto the griffin. You've, you've now managed to be able to steer this thing. It leaps off of the edge uh, of the cliff, following the river and over into the waterfall, down. You're starting to get the spray of the water in your face. And then the wings open and it shoots off um, into the clouds itself. And as you're taking a breath and you're kind of looking back over your shoulder at the mountain that is now getting a, a slight bit smaller as you proceed to, to burden. Um, something large and dark flies in front of your face. And it disappears into the clouds as well. And then you can tell that your griffin is immediately scared. And it, it almost stops flapping its wings and you're, it, it hugs its wings close to its chest you hold on as you just now feel yourself in kind of a free fall down toward the ground. And then as maybe 20 feet uh, off the ground, again, the wings open and you soar over several trees and you see now the lights of burden in the distance. And then you hear from behind you a... somewhere deep in the clouds covered by the fog. It seems like there was something flying around, perhaps a winged guard of some sort. Luckily, you were able to avoid it this time. But there is more information now you have. And it seemed to really freak out the griffin. And it's not too long then uh, before you you've land into the firelights and the lamplights of burden. Um, the griffin itself kind of landing in the mud, uh, sliding to a stop. Um, you see Makek and Kalia there uh, talking with Connie and Elif, who are now unloading barrels as well. What would you like to say to them as you hop off the griffin? Um, okay, I think. Cryon um, takes a few deep breaths, collects himself. Oh, guys, guys. Oh, okay. I have stuff to say. I have stuff to say. Um, 
me just uh, collect my thoughts for a second. Elif, what is that in your hair? You have reproductive fluid in your hair? Or what is that? It's, oh, it's wet. It's, it's, wet. it's, it's webs. Webs, you it said? Was it's, it was a discharge. Sorry. I saw it. It was a discharge. It looks like some sort of animal discharge. You got it all around you. Just do this. Yeah, do this with webs. your with It's your... totally webs. I'll burn it. It's... I can burn it off. Do this with your bangs. It's all Ella's it's... gonna instead produce flame and burn the web off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You saved a bit of that red hair of yours as well, but it's been singed before. Thank you. Yeah, you're totally welcome. Oh, um, something about Elif. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay, guys, I I, I um I, I, I think I learned some, some pretty good stuff, okay? First of all, uh, not all griffins are created equal. I was on one that seemed to have some sort of brain deficiency. Um, <laughs> I don't, I, maybe I'm just... I don't want to speak for you as well, Maquette, but I assumed all griffins were slightly mentally challenged, but that's not true. It's just my guy, right? <laughs> Maquette is sort of sipping a mug of tea. Yeah, about that. There might have been some details that we perhaps should have acquired before you went off in the clouds, but I'm glad you're back. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Yeah, uh, I was also under the assumption that because you could communicate with the animals, I could too. Didn't realize that until I was about 300 feet up, up into the sky. So <laughs> uh, another thing that maybe would have helped me when I was on the ground, but it's okay. It's okay. I survived. Uh, okay, so Cliff Notes. We, um, we managed to get up there. Um, seem to be a few lit fires, some campfires, relatively low activity at this time of night. I, no one was alerted to my presence. My griffin friend kind of flew around, gave a nice little griffin's eye view of, you know, what I could see. And then I saw an entrance to a cave that looked hopeful. It looked like a place that we could possibly get in since it was kind of shielded by a waterfall we landed my griffin friend uh, stayed outside for a little bit went inside there was a sound of kind of a like a ceremony of sorts or a, a festival something like that I managed to creep round and get my eyes on what was happening which was like a a party or a a, a gathering of that sounds like nice. No, no. Well, maybe, but huge giants, huge, like, rocky giants. They didn't necessarily, well, they didn't see me, so I can't say whether or not they're, they're friendly or, or, or unfriendly, but they were very distracted with um, doing some singing and playing of some instruments that I'd never seen before. In the centre of this room was a huge crystal that, whether they were worshipping it or not it seemed to be the center of this gathering's attention at that point if i'd have gone any further i think they might have seen me so i came back but that's so up until that point that's that's kind of all seems to be relatively hopeful that's fine on the flight back i didn't see it but i heard a huge creature in the sky that seemed to maybe sense that there was something smaller flying around and sent out a little bit of a battle cry in which my griffin basically skyfold uh, up until about 20 feet from the ground. We're safe. He's safe. We're okay. I'm going to guess there's something like a dragon watching guard in the sky. So we go up there. That's something to keep in mind. I need a drink. Mikhek's just gonna like <sighs> wordlessly hand you like a mug. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so, so much. So I, I kind of lost hope once you said everything up to there, which included the chanting giant ceremony, was hopeful. Mm. <laughs> well, it's it's it, it just in 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 relation to everything else. What I can only assume is a dragon with bad intentions guarding our entrance in. Everything else seemed like it was doable, guys. It was doable. We can get to that cave. I know it. I think we can sneak past those giants or maybe cause a distraction. The dragon? That's, if it is a dragon, that's not really my wheelhouse. So at this, I'm going to sort of, again, having, like, I assume sort of I've been keeping talk with animals up since I've been hanging out with fames. Sure. Fames, yeah. Fames. Um, sort of turn... 
Um, I... Cryon. I remember the name he said it was his last. Uh, so what did you notice while you were flying that was maybe a bit scary? There's something up there that keep me. <laughs> oh, no, no. It's so bad. <laughs> Pull down a couple of things and like quickly mix something. Have a veterinary soother. A soother? Okay. Uh, it'll kind of like you know, choke it down a bit. Uh, what does a veterinary soother do? I was just going for something that was literally soothing. Something calming? Yeah. Calming and stuff. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh, 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 do you have an herbalism kit? Why don't you give me a check of those? If not, you should. You should just have one. Okay. Uh, 14. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that seems to... He, his eyes are really wide and, and they'll kind of soften and even just get really... A little sleepy, almost. Yeah. There you go, buddy. Remember, yeah, Tumble Down Flower Crown's veterinary accepts trade in kind from those That's who may funny. not have my access to cash. Yeah, my name's Veterinary. You just give him some cozy chamomile or some shit. You're gonna see McHeck's eyes sort of narrow. Yeah, chamomile. <laughs> 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 All right, so. Potentially horrifying dragon-like creature flying around that mountain. Uh, I guess I'll just say that we've had a go at it here. Go of it. Go of it here. I never got hurt. I never got hurt. It was really terrible, you guys. Elif got hurt. She got discharged in her hair. <laughs> I, I got real scared and... Uh, just, it was a total mess, and now I'm feeling really bad. And so, you know, yeah, I'm not saying that we should just give up on this mountain thing, but at the very least, I need to lie down. (laughs) And so, and Connie is just doing that right now, like he's just... Oh. As he's speaking. So I could definitely use some sleep too, but also I'd like just to point out we could like reframe this in a positive light because you know what dragons have besides being really scary and really big and really dangerous and lots of teeth? You know what they have, you guys? Fire. Fire. Yeah! They have fire! So maybe this is a good thing! Connie takes his hat and puts it over his eyes. He's trying to get some sleep on the ground, <laughs> I guess. Serenade, the uh, the barmaid who owns uh, the Beasts of Birded Tavern, um, has come out serving drinks again to kind of all the people that have gathered outside um, that are that are just kind of scared and just kind of wondering what what's going to happen next. Um, uh, you know, she comes around. She has a few shots of some sort of brown liquid. If anyone wants one, I'll take one. So, Cram. Well, gives it to you. Well, Connie is um determinedly going to sleep on the floor here. Um, Even though I think he has a house. Yeah, I just... He's he's down to five hit points. He's just... He's sleepy. The blood loss is, is draining him. And he's overwhelmed. Says, you all can come inside and sleep if you want. That's M- fine. McKeck's just kind of panicked. He's okay. He's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... On a scale of one to ten, Cryon, uh, if you were going to plant a rugged load of explosives, buy something, would you pick the cave, the crystal, or something you hadn't seen yet? I'm assuming you're speaking to Cryon, the uh, halfling, not Cryon, the griffin. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. Well, you know, there was a kind of anchor of sorts that was attached to a group of elk. They That seemed to be the kind of point that was 
holding the mountain to the elk and thus being pulled through the sky. If you're talking about bringing the mountain down or, or toppling the mountain in some way, I, I think, I wonder if maybe that is more of a crucial point um, of contact. The crystal, I don't know. A part of me kind of feels like that's a valuable item that might be worthwhile for us to have. The cave might be an entranceway closer into seeing what's going on with these guys. But if you're talking about mass destruction on a mass scale, I think maybe hitting that anchor point is is key. Well, and if, if, anyone, wants, do. if anyone wants, they can give me a history check to see if they've ever heard of anything like this or know anything about stone giants um, in this way. Does anyone have a, a, a strong history vibe, or is it something that we're all at the same base level as that? Uh, I'm at a two, but I'm also going to cough, cough, because um, I, I think that uh, Elif could perhaps provide guidance for religion or history. Oh, yeah, I have that spell. Uh, yeah, oh. guidance for everybody. <laughs> uh, we'll just pick one at a time here. Yeah. <laughs> for, if you're how all does, kind of how does guidance about, work? You get to add a d4 to a skill check or an ability check that you make uh, while the person is concentrating on it. Um, it goes on one creature, and it can either be the caster themselves or someone else. Uh, it's a very, very good spell. Cool. Uh, uh, so who would you like to have that? Uh, who wants to make a history check? Who's got the strongest history base level? Would I think that that's more history or religion? Because he seemed to couch uh, it in very ceremonial yeah. terms. From a different point of view. Yep, you could also do that. Cool, so maybe, like, I'll roll religion, because that feels like how I sure. took it, and Cryon or Elif could take history? Yeah, go ahead. So I'll take the religion roll. Guidance. 11. Yeah, uh, Cryon, so this feels very weird. You think what, what, did you it, what did I roll? I'm sorry, I think I missed. 17. History yeah. 17. Okay, no bad, not bad. Yeah, so you, going back to your monastery, you, you actually remember um, learning in, in a book uh, a little bit about cloud giants who would every once in a while use something like a crystal to make a house float, a castle maybe. Um, but nothing like a mountain. And you very distinctly remember you saw stone giants around that crystal, which gives you several things to think about. Are, are cloud giants and stone giants working together? Which is not necessarily something that typically happens among giant kin. Um, did stone giants steal something from the cloud giants? A crystal is certainly more stone-like than cloud-like. Maybe the stone giants would have better powers with with it. Um, yeah, you're not exactly sure, but you you're pretty sure that you yeah you you remember a connection to to cloud giants. And if that's the case, it possibly could be part of the source, if if not the source, of why that mountain seems to be floating okay so, so you kind of have that in the back of your mind and how much you share of course is up to you but 11 religion give me anything uh and religion yeah it, it sounds like from what cran described it was a little hard sort of second hand without seeing it but it, it does feel a little like that is some sort of ritual used to activate something not like worship it mm, okay so it was more purposive than Yes. Purely ceremonial, or okay. Yeah, it seems that way. Um, Connie, uh, you sort of just kind of open your eyes on the ground, and um, you then sit up real quick because you see something odd. Uh, Elif, you catch Connie's eyes, and you also then sort of look behind you. Coming up the road from the south, um, you see about five Goholian soldiers. Walking through town, one of them has a clipboard. 
uh, he comes up and he looks at you, Connie. He looks at you, Elif. He looks at you, Mikek. He looks then down to Cryon. And then he kind of like, oh, smiles a little bit. Uh, uh, Master Halfling, uh, there is uh, something I want to ask of you. Um, I hope you don't mind. But is there, uh, is there a captain here named, and he looks at his, at his uh, sheet, uh, Granite Heimlow, Captain Heimlow. Seems like we're supposed to be picking up something from here. Um, could you direct us to this Heimlow? And he then looks up at the rest of you. And if you remember, Granite Heimlow was the outrageously German captain that Cryonimica killed earlier this evening. He was also a demon or devil yeah, or something. He was something else. Yeah. Um, and he's looking at you, Cryon. Would you mind passing us to this person? Cryon's going to kind of. He's looking at his clipboard. Uh, four uh, giant elk, I believe, is on the manifest. Um, Giant well, elk, you say? Here's the thing. We, uh, he's, he, he, he passed <laughs> away. He's no longer with us. He, uh, shuffled off this mortal coil. He's dead. Oh. Yeah, very sad. He just died. That is horrible. I'm so sorry. Yeah, um... Stuff uh, happens, who, you know. Yes. Pen on me, need. Who else then is in command? Who is in command of the the Gohonians here? Point us uh, to some boy. Mekek. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I have a thing over there. <laughs> Mekek is oh, easier, man. Yes. I, I'm just gonna. I see. Uh, well, I was hoping to speak with someone, not one of the off races. I was hoping to speak with uh, someone more intelligent, but this is fine. Uh, Turtle person. Yep. Uh, oh, you sound exactly how you look, yeah. <laughs> um, so we do have a little bit of a tradition here in uh, in Burden. Uh, the new visitors, and you can tell me whether or not I'm allowed to do this, but yeah, like, yeah. new visitors, uh, and, and he's gonna, Mikek is sort of fiddling with his flower crown, which I also treat as my herbalism kit. Um, we have a special uh, welcoming tea. It's only for the most important visitors. Uh, okay, give me a deception check. 18. <laughs> then could we be pointed to the, the next in command after we drink this welcome tea with of, the savages of the land of course I'm sure you will be seeing the relevant Gaholian right. command structure very quickly after drinking it whatever then uh, as long as we can we, obviously we have something very important that we need to get back to and he kind of points up at the mountain <laughs> Uh, fine. Show us to the tea. I, I'm just sort of mixing it. I'm sort of assuming, like, she's been bringing drinks. There's a whole set of, uh, mugs. I understand that an herbalism kit is not a poison kit. I want to have this fuck him up as badly as an herbalism kit can. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, yeah, give me an herbalism kit check, then. Uh... I also feel like as I'm doing this, I am literally going to the look over at Elif, like little. Oh, uh, Cryon, you also remember you have a, a trap in the back of your pack that you don't know what it does. <laughs> Just saying, <laughs> in case anyone wants metagame throw level guidance. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, sorry, <laughs> Or if you have any highly combustible fluids that you're I just you holding. I thought you wanted to be blowing up, Colway. That's not... awesome. That's where Lena's mind went first. <laughs> well, to be fair. But yes, you have guys. I'm not, well, we're not entirely sure trap does, right? Yeah, no, you've, but not, it's a you've trap. not been able to really, uh, examine it too much yet. You just found it earlier today. 
Nat 20. Oh my god. Nat 20 on the herbalism check, and fuck it. That'll be a 28 total. Amazing. <laughs> you serve this drink to the four Goholian, uh, three Goholian uh, men and then a, a female elf. Um, Didn't you say five soldiers. people? F uh, just four. Okay, I was like, no. And no, Keck has tea for everybody. Yeah. Um, you serve this drink to the four people. Uh, they're starting to look around. Um, and and as one of them sort of looks at you and the, the main one that was talking says this smells funny. Smells odd. Uh, one of their friends drops behind them. And they're just like is that coriander? Star and another friend drops behind him. <laughs> Star like it's fun. Is there a bit of coriander in there? You got me. There's a little bit of coriander. Third one drops face plants into the mud, and he goes, "It's probably coriander." And just <laughs> drinks it, uh, uh, and it's. But he doesn't even tip. He doesn't even get to take his drink down. He just keeps going backward, 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 until he too falls into the drink, into the mud. Uh. You now have four Goholian <laughs> soldiers coming from the mountain itself. Uh, and I think that's where we're going to call tonight's session. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was just about to frisk them, but I get it. Let's frisk yeah, them we'll the next episode. We'll definitely get to frisk them next episode. There'll be a so, time for a frisking. <laughs> oh, yeah, 100% time for frisking. That concludes tonight's episode of Dumb Dragons. If you enjoyed this, let us know. Give us a follow on Twitch. Uh, subscribe on YouTube at Helpful Goat Gaming. On Twitter at Facebook uh, uh, at Helpful Goat. Uh, and listen to the podcast, Goats and Dragons, where you can, uh, wherever you get your podcasts. iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, whatever you like. Um, and also there's Helpful Goat Gaming Presents podcast, where you can find some shorter podcasts. Uh, I'm sorry, shorter campaigns, one-shots, uh, us just talking about D&D. Um, just kind of trying to be helpful uh, just in general um, so you can, yeah, you can find all of that stuff uh, at, at those two podcasts um, and uh, hang out with us maybe in the Discord, that'd be fun awesome, thanks so much for checking us out uh, we love you all, stay safe hang in there, uh, and from all of us on Dom and Dragons, we wish you an excellent evening good night good night Bye, everybody friends. Good night. Bye. thanks for hanging out this has been Dom and Dragons, presented by Helpful Goat Gaming. If you enjoyed what you heard and want to hear more, check out our main Dungeons & Dragons campaign, The Fates of Rin, right here in the Goats & Dragons podcast feed. You can also check out our other podcast, Helpful Goat Presents, where we play one-shots, shorter campaigns, as well as have conversations about D&D and role-playing in general. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Helpful Goat. And if you want to hear us play live, you can follow and subscribe to us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash helpfulgoat. You can also chat with us and other Helpful Goat fans in our brand new Discord or donate to our coffee page to help us keep creating content by clicking the links in this episode description. And last but not least, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts, Podcast Addict, or Stitcher. We are a small independent game design firm and would really appreciate the support. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.